Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. How the hell is everybody out there? This is your boy. This is your host, AJ Orsini, your host for Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and I am here. Lower that shit down. Cut the music. Jesus, you know, for someone who's supposed to be running a fucking soundboard. Anywho, fuck my whole shit up. No, I don't want to restart. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let it ride. We're live, baby. Episode 44. We're starting off on the wrong foot, but that's fine. And I have another one, and it's a good foot. So we'll even out. 50-50 at best here. Episode 44. We're seeing this uncensored mind. Um, it is pretty cliche at this point to say that we have a lot to get to. A lot to get to. I'm telling you, this whole episode is cursed. Cursed, I tell you. It's cursed. I have a bad feeling about this fucking episode, but that's okay. We're going to power through. We're going to get through this. I am recording this super late Tuesday evening. Super late in the evening. Exhausted. I am tired. But that's okay. Because I got a lot of shit to talk about. And it's going to get me juiced. It's going to get me going. Okay? These topics uh, that I have selected for this evening are extremely, extremely interesting. Again, we're going to go pro wrestling heavy somewhat. Somewhat. Not fully. Not fully. As a matter of fact, we're going to introduce two new segments in this show. That's right. I'm doing segments now, motherfucker. That's right. I got two segments. Um, one of them I was going to save for later because I was actually... I'm going to put all my cards on the table. I was still figuring out what to do with it. It was an idea in principle. And then literally right when I set up my laptop. What was that? Literally. I don't know what happened. I did a Tony Chimmel just now. I'm telling you this episode's cursed. I tell you. Cursed. But it's too late. In the evening, <laughs> I cannot do this on Wednesday, so we're going to let it ride. I have two segments that I want to do. One of them will definitely be last, and I was going to save this other segment for somewhere in the middle, but uh, I didn't know what I was going to do with the segment, but I do now because this motherfucker just stumbled upon my doorstep as I was setting everything up, getting notes together, and this bad boy just fell into my lap. So instead of saving it for later, what I'm going to do right now is let all of you know Thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, the t-shirt thing is going well. The uh, downloads are going well. Everything seems to be moving along pretty nicely. If you have not gotten a t-shirt just yet, uh, first of all, for those who have, thank you. Huge support um, for the show. You guys have no idea what it meant to me to actually get shirts out. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty dope. Uh, for those of you who have not and you wish to purchase and you wish to support the show, uh, all you need to do is head over to the, H- or the official, let me let me put that in the beginning of it, the official 
AJ Orsini Pro Wrestling Tea Store by going to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash A-J-O-U-M. And, of course, if you're listening to this show on Podbean, that link, of course, is ajoum.podbean.com. You can listen to it through the app if you're having issues on Podbean or just don't have the time to download the app or whatnot. And you want to listen to the show and the shit you already have. I'm feeling you, bro. You can do that by checking out the show, by going to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music, CastBox.fm, and of course, Listen Notes, which I want to push again. I did an interview with Listen Notes when I first got on and uh, didn't get the views that I wanted. And I'm thinking it's because I didn't promote it as hard. I think I, I mentioned it like one time. So I'm here to mention it again. I want you guys to check it out. It's a really good interview. It still holds up today. Uh, it was done like a month or so ago, but it still holds up today talks a lot about a lot of the uh, behind the scenes stuff with the show and what it took to get this whole thing started and going and uh, speaking of which we should probably get fucking going right i did all that shit already uh you guys can check the social media stuff at the bottom all right let's get this motherfucker underway because i got i ain't got all day for this shit i ain't getting paid by the motherfucking hour plus this thing is hilarious so i kind of want to get this thing out of my shows have been you know before i get into this and i'm not installing again but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take a second to just acknowledge this shit because i i don't really listen to my shows a whole lot, you know, I, I don't do stuff like that, you know, I, I do the show so I know what the show sounds like, I don't really sit back in the car and pop the pop the episodes on and listen to myself, that's just odd and weird, I don't do that, but I do have very close friends and family who do, and of course, I have friends and family who are very critical uh, and honest with me, which is awesome, and they've been getting the very negative vibe from the show recently, so, I am going to try my damnedest, and, I, and I, I agree to some degree. There's been some angst coming from me the past few days. I, I, I went through four weeks of hell and came out of it very, very bitter. So, I'm not going to go down that road uh, here tonight. Um, maybe a little bit. Actually, maybe a little bit. Just a little bit for our top story. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do a segment right now, and we're going to close with a segment. The last segment will be the top story the one thing that i really want to talk about my main topic of the whole fucking show we're going to end with that all right we're going to start formatting this shit a real radio show so to speak all right we're going to start getting more professional with this shit all right i know it's a podcast and i know it's for kicks and i know it was for fun but this show is actually starting to get some legs and do some shit so i'm gonna have to start formatting i'm gonna have to start putting in more work more time uh and effort so that's what i did with this episode and like I said, I was going to save this, uh, the second one for a little in the show, a little halfway at least through the show. But we're going to get to this bitch now because it's hilarious. So this first segment, this new segment that we're going to do, it's basically called, What the Fuck is Happening Here? Oh man, that's deep. What in the fuck is he doing? What the fuck is going on in here on this day? Okay, it's basically this is basically what the fuck is happening here, and I'm uh, I gotta pull this right back up because I, I for some reason I covered up my notes with other notes. It's noteception. It was just notes upon notes. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but yes, this segment is called "What the fuck is happening here," and I got this idea from uh, listening back. Uh, somebody had listened back to some of my previous episodes, and apparently they had a really fun time. Uh, with the episode that I did with the, what was that Canadian crap catastrophe when I was talking about the lady in Tim Hortons who was throwing her own doo-doo. She was throwing feces at people, which is fucking gross, but hilarious at the same time. If you watched the video, you were both be disgusted and amused at the same time, and those are my kind of videos. This is not disgusting, or at least it, wa- it wasn't to me. 
It might be to you. It wasn't to me. To me, it was fucking hilarious. So I got to share this shit with you. Uh, as you know, we have a brand new sponsor, Buckley Body Solutions. We have a, I actually have another sponsor coming down the pike. And once those things get settled in, I'll go ahead and make that announcement. But right now, as of last week, Buckley Body Solutions is one of our sponsors. And I'll get into that a little bit more later on. But the reason why I bring it up now is because this next thing that I'm about to talk about, this segment, involves health. It involves health. As a matter of fact, it involves Planet Fitness. And I'm reading uh, the material I'm about to read to you right now. It comes courtesy of USA Today. It's in the news section. All you got to do is check it out. And uh, there is a gentleman by the name of Eric Stagno. Stagno. Eric Stagno. First of all, it's a pretty badass name. Stagno. I like that. 34 years of age. He's only one year younger than me, which makes me feel terrible now because I'm about to read this. And he is over in Haverhill, Massachusetts, the Planet Fitness over in uh, Havel Hill. And this article, of course, likes to point out that this uh, Planet Fitness is a judgment-free zone. That's the slogan. We all know that it's bullshit. But that is the slogan. And, of course, they found great glee in reminding everybody of this. So what happened was is Eric Stagno. Can I call him the Stag? That would make this even better for me and much more enjoyable. Eric Stagno is a pretty badass name, but sounds, I don't know. It's, it's got an evil villain ring to it. Eric Stagno. And his middle initial was M, so it was Eric M. Stagno. It sounds very evil villainish out on its own, but I like the Stag. We're going to go with the Stag because this is a pretty ballsy move, what he did. I'm taking a long time to get here right now, but I got an hour, so you got you to bear with me on this. The Stag. Okay, so over in Haverhill, Massachusetts, he goes to the Planet Fitness, I'm assuming to work out, you know, like your average red-blooded American, wants to go, pick up heavy things, get better fit, right? Unfortunately, he did not abide by the clothing uh, code of standards because he was working out and exercising, buck-ass nude, naked, ball and chain swinging around, and not just regular ball and chain, which would be gross enough. But he's working out, so sweaty, moist, just uninhibited swinging around. Like that kind of like stuck to the side of the machine kind of swinging around. I will read a bit. Bear with me here. The story we got from witnesses was that a guy walked in, stripped down right into the front, left the clothes and belongings at the front desk. He didn't even put his shit in a locker. He just, he literally stripped in front of the desk and just left his shit right there. Walked back and forth across the gym a couple of times. I'm assuming to scout the area. You know, I've done that a few times. You want to know what machines are around, what's available, what's broken, what's in access to you. So you can devise your workout strategy. All right, nothing weird. Except for, you know, dong. But other than that, so far sounds normal. Walked back and forth across the gym a couple times, and here we go, and then settled in over at the yoga mats. Now, here's the deal, because the next line's gold. Officers found Stagno in what appeared to be, in quotations, a yoga-type pose, Morgan said. Now, who the fuck is Morgan? I just said Morgan. Oh, the Morgan Morgan is the police captain in which uh, I'm reading this quote from. He's He's the one quoting this. So he goes over to the yoga mats. The only comment he made was that he thought it was a judgment-free zone, apparently referencing to the slogan. This dude is the man. He knows how to live. 
This guy knows exactly how to live. He walks in. He he strips completely nude to work out. He goes completely in the buff. Okay? He goes into the gym. He's nude. He scouts the gym floor to map out exactly what his route is going to be. Now, I don't know what he went to the gym to do. I don't know if it was a cardio deal. I didn't know if he was... I don't know if it was leg day. I don't know what the plan was. But what he settled on was the yoga mats. So I'm going to go with flexibility and maybe even a little cardio endurance, depending on what the, he was planning to do after the thing. I like the fact that it was described as yoga. What is it? What was the exact? Hold on. Yoga type pose. It was a yoga type pose, which means when we're talking about him buck ass nude on yoga mats that everyone else was using was ball bag just cemented to it i, I don't know what his grooming situation is but it it, can't, it it probably made it worse and they found him and, and this is what he's doing he's working out buck ass nude the gym was fairly crowded at the time morgan told the boston globe adding that stagno checked himself out in the mirror before heading to the yoga mats the guy is assessing the goods before going to the yoga mat for a good, decent stretch. You gotta love this fucking guy. This guy knows how to live. The stag. He knows how to live. Some of the comments some witnesses gave were that they left, they felt uncomfortable, disgusted, sick, and unsafe. That is an exact quote from the captain of the police force there. Somebody felt unsafe. I'm going to go with the ladies on this one. Perhaps they felt unsafe. Perhaps they felt he was capable of some sort of sexual assault. I'm telling you. And this is why I'm using the phrase swinging. Who feels unsafe from a nude dude just breaking out some yoga? I'll tell you who. The kind of the kind of people who are seeing a guy walking around with Basically, a hysterectomy tool hanging from his waist. That's the kind of shit we're talking about. I'm going to go ahead and give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Even if he wasn't willing to doubt, he's giving all the evidence in the world that he had all the balls all to himself. This guy has supreme balls. More than your normal amount of balls here. There were more white uh, whiteness. Wow, I don't know where my head was there. It's all just late, folks. There were more witnesses coming forward than we can take names. Everybody was snitching on the stag, son. That's bullshit. Stagno was released on $1,000 bail and will be arraigned on the misdemeanor charges. <laughs> misdemeanor charges. He, he, he was out on bail. He's going to, at best, it's a misdemeanor charge. So at best, he's going to go to, he's going to attend a court date. He's going to get in front of a judge and he'll be hit with a fine. Or some community service, and it'll definitely be banned from the Planet Fitness. That's probably how that's going to go. But the stag, and look at the picture. I'm telling you guys, if you go to the U.S., all you have, I'm, I'm, you don't have to go deep. USA.today.com backslash news. It's one of the articles there. This dude is a hairy motherfucker, too. He's got the Jesus. He looks like Tamatanga, actually. He's got His beard is weird. He's got, like, streaks of gray in it. This guy just looks actually not for nothing. It looks like Tamatanga and the the main dude from The Walking Dead had a baby. Who guy who played Rick? Like they had a baby, and then they beat it senseless for the first few years of its life, and then like just let him grow and like be raised in the jungle or the forest or some shit. He looks like a fucking Sasquatch, and this guy just went nude in the gym, putting this fang on some fangs. That is weird.
but it's awesome. This guy knows exactly how to live, man. Oh. So anyway, that's our first segment there. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is happening here is correct. That guy is is a weird, weird fucking dude. Uh, there's some other stuff we need to get to. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to transition into two things. I don't want to be super, super quick, but I, I, I want to give as much description as I can. I didn't get a chance because I had Maddie Ming come. We did 30 questions. I had some other pressing issues uh, for the last episode. I, I didn't get a chance, but I finally got around to finishing Luke Cage Season 2. Now, for those of you who followed the episodes before, I get pretty heavy into the Marvel stuff. I'm a big Marvel guy. You know, it's funny. I was doing a lot of comic book stuff leading up to comic book uh, when I was doing comic book week. And uh, I really haven't done too much comic book shit since. But that's fine. We're bouncing around. We're finding a balance. We're, we're going back and forth. Whatever works, works. Uh, so I'm a big Marvel guy, and I'm a big Marvel series on Netflix guy. I like all the shows. So uh, Luke Cage Season 2, awesome. I liked it. I know a lot of people iffy, you know, especially when it comes to follow-ups. Daredevil, when Dare, when season two came out for Daredevil, everybody was all about it. I think that might be the one show where season two came out and everybody was all pretty much all on board that it was better than season one. People were split on season two for Jessica Jones. I talked about it on the podcast. And uh, Iron Fist uh, trailer dropped. It's whatever. Uh, of the list, I'm, I'm not a big Iron Fist guy, but cool i mean i'm let me take that back i'm a big colleen wig fan i'm not a big iron fist fan and and my wife and i are kind of the same page with that and so luke cage came out with season two i thought it was dope i love i love bushmaster i love where they took misty uh it's also now that i'm thinking about it, it's really good that we didn't do this right away because you know spoilers wink wink so i love what they did with with, with season two i'm not a big fan of how it uh how it ended and if you haven't seen it yet, I won't ruin it. But I, uh, I did look up some things that the director himself had said, and, and and why he set it up that way, and trying to keep people on their toes and yada yada. That's fine. More of that creative liberty stuff. But I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge fan of how uh, how that show ended. But it it was dope. I loved. I'm gonna say it. I just said it a second ago. I'm gonna say it again. I love Bushmaster. That guy is amazing. The actor who played that, I believe oh, his name was uh, Mustafa something, man. Started with an S. I'm going to look it up while I'm talking about it, but definitely. It, it, he is an amazing actor. The way that he did that, and his accent. My wife and I were talking about this. We loved his accent. A lot of people were like, oh, what a terrible accent. And I guess if you're Jamaican and you and you know the accent and, and you're familiar with it, 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 I guess to you it was a shitty accent. But for me, like it, it was not a shitty accent to me. I I dug it uh, to the point where I was actually kind of disappointed when I went on YouTube to learn more about the guy, and I heard him speak, like just the way he speaks, like regular him, and uh, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was so uh, here it is, Mustafa Sh- Shakir, Shakar Shakir S H A K I R. He's he's an amazing actor. I I, I loved everything that he did. I didn't think it got weird toward the end. Uh, not bad, but it got weird. Like the weaker he got, and then to not be a part of the finale, like it was. I got it. They were setting some stuff up. That's fine. But uh, I love. Um, I, I I love the acting. The character itself. Okay, I was kind of confused as to what the powers were exactly because he seemed bulletproof and he seemed untouchable. But then the longer 
the show went on, the more weaknesses he had and the weaker he got. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure where they headed with that. So we'll see. But I liked the 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 season overall altogether. I also dug um obviously I think people are kind of say this one coming, but Glow. I got to see season two of Glow. Got to finish that. Um, I actually, you know, I, I, again, a wrestling guy, so I'm a little biased, but I dug Glow more than I dug uh, Luke Cage. And I dug season two more than I dug season one. Uh, been talking about that with my wife for a while. As a matter of fact, you know, it's kind of funny. My wife was supposed to be on this episode, but she passed the fuck out. He, she, it's super late. It's, I don't even want to tell you what time it is right now. It's super late. I have been so busy all week, but um, my poor baby's been dealing with headaches all week, so she's asleep. I wasn't going to push the issue, but she um, she actually dug season one better than she dug season two. I, I can't I can't co-sign that. I like season one a lot. I like season two even better. And can I just say for the record right now, Kia Stevens, otherwise known as Awesome Kong, you are great, mama. You are great. Don't ever let anybody tell you you're not great. That was an amazing performance. She got her own episode practically. And we got to do like an origin thing on her. And, and Well, not an origin. Let me not say origin. They didn't go back to when she was a kid. Like we, we got introduced to the character. There was more development there. We got to see her be a mom. We got her to see, we got to see her be this real person, not just the welfare queen. And even as the welfare queen, like the whole gimmick that she had and the le- everything, every- just everything about it, it was so different. I- I- it caught me completely off guard. And the fact that she was able to do the cry scene and to really just, it was amazing. I, I liked it all the way around. I dug it. I liked the fact, uh, there's one episode, if you haven't seen it again, I don't want to do spoilers, but it was episode eight, episode eight of season two, where the whole episode is an episode of glow. Like, not just them behind the scenes doing clips. and Like, they were building up toward this big finale episode, and it all hit. Boom. And, and you got to see it all. It aired, like, in real time. And the episodes are only about, I don't know, 30, 35 minutes, somewhere in between. So, and, and they did, like, two, they did an episode of GLOW. So, it's two major storylines, some frivolous shit, you know, with ads. You know, life, life is hard, but quilting be easy. If you don't get that joke, you got to see the season. It's one of the commercials. It's great. They, they did, like, a 30-minute program of professional wrestling that was better than, than three, a whole three hours of Raw that I've seen before. So... It's amazing. It's good. I love the way they put things together. The storylines are great. The characters, the way that they build them. I, I'm i invested. I like it. I love the big blowout that they had between the two main characters with Ruth and Debbie. The situation with Sam and his daughter. Everything. Like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you got to see the fucking show. It's a really good fucking show. It's, it's on Netflix, streaming uh, full. Full season, season one, season two. So, check it out. I thought it was dope. I loved it. I can't wait for season three. I don't know if there's even going to be a season three. They set it up for season three, but they set up season two without knowing for sure if there was going to be a two. So, I don't know. We'll see. But it, I I thought it was great. I had a great time. And um, and, and I can't wait to, where, see, to see where it goes from there. Same thing for Luke Cage. I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, for Luke Cage as well, because I know we're gonna see him again for a season three. We're probably gonna get another Defenders one. I don't know how far they're gonna go with these series. There's still talking rumor of a Disney uh, streaming site, which complicates a lot of things. So we'll wait and see. But uh, but I'm looking forward to those shows definitely. 
Hey guys, Orsini here, and if you've been following my show for the last few weeks, then you know that I've been on a bit of a weight loss journey, and as with every journey, there are bound to be a few bumps in the road. And For me, those bumps in the road always happen to be finding time to get to the gym. I know that's something you can relate to. That's why when I was helped out by my boy, Michael Buckley, he gave me the information that I knew I had to report to all of you, the squad of O. Because see, my man Michael is the owner, founding father if you will of buckley body solutions it's an online personal training service based on your current fitness level your needs and whatever it is you feel you want your goals to be it's a monthly program three workouts per week specifically created for you through detailed charts photos video demonstrations of each exercise communications through text and email there's a lot of things going on with this service it's the new up-and-coming service he's the new up-and-coming personal trainer you've got to get on this all you need to do is go to his website buckleybodysolutions.com you can even email him directly at michael at buckleybodysolutions.com and get this folks get this specifically made for me and which means it was made specifically for you if you go to the website and subscribe now your first month will be 20% off. All you need to do is use the promo code ORSINI, O-R-S-I-N-I, and you can get 20% off of your first month. Hey, it's very important to stay fit. It is very important to keep yourself together. Take the first step. No more excuses. Don't worry about it. Head over to the website, BuckleyBodySolutions.com. Speaking of Marvel, this week was a big week, not just for comic book fans, but for pop culture, for sci-fi films, for television. I mean, this was a big week all in all because San Diego Comic-Con is approaching. Well, not approaching. It's here. I was going to say it's approaching. No, it's not approaching. It's here. Now, a little backstory on myself. Uh, I have loved all things nerd for a long time. Although I never really considered myself much of a nerd, uh, so, you know, unless you call it, unless we're talking about like wrestling nerddom, but uh, other than that, I've never really considered myself much of a nerd. I dabble, I dabble. I'm not as obsessed as most, uh, but I have some familiarity. I have some knowledge. I have never been to a Comic Con. Clearly, I've never been to San Diego Comic Con. Never been to San Diego, but I have uh, been in New York because I live in New York, and there's one here. They come over to New York during their tour, a uh, four-day event every year, and I miss it every year. Uh, work, school, personal reasons, you name it, always something always seems to happen during the time in which Comic-Con is here. Now, I will admit, I do want to go to Comic-Con at some point. I want to go to experience it, to meet the people, to, to see the activities, and just I just want to bug out and just have fun. I have zero interest in cosplaying. Now, here's the deal. With co- I enjoy viewing cosplay. I respect the effort and the time that people put into these costumes and, and, and all that good stuff. I don't think I'd be a very good cosplayer. So that's not something that I would do. I wouldn't dress up to go to Comic-Con. But I, just, I do really, really, really want to go. And another reason, one of the biggest reasons that I really, really, really want to go, and I think New York would be a bad place to to go to for this, but the thing that I really, really love about Comic-Con, and it's the San Diego version, are the trailers. It's one of the biggest things about Comic-Con that I enjoy the most. I love, finally, like, you know, you hear the rumors, you hear 
well, it's going to go in this direction. You're just going to go in that direction. You're always hearing all these different things about the movies and shows that you're following and what's new and what's coming around the corner. And you never, ever really get a definitive until the trailer comes out. Now, why am I bringing this up? Well, this trailer uh, this week, a bunch of trailers came out for multiple fucking things coming out of Comic-Con. Uh, I will list them all, but I'm going to give you the heads up now. I don't give a shit about all. <laughs> I'm naming them for you, but I'm gonna get into the. I'm gonna actually discuss the ones that I I am uh, committed to. So let's start with the shows first. I'm gonna list them all. So the shows that all released trailers and for different seasons. I don't have the season numbers in front of me because I'm gonna explain why in a second. But the shows that were released um, trailers to were Deadly Class, which I believe is a sci-fi show, Disenchantment, Doctor Who, Night Flyer, Star Wars Discovery. Excuse me, Star Trek. There you go. I'm going to get stabbed now. Star Trek Discovery. Star Wars, The Clone Wars. That's why they got mixed up there. The Orville, The Man in the High Castle, and The Walking Dead. Now, those are all the shows. I named all of them. I'm not going to discuss them because I don't give a shit about any of them. The closest I give a shit to is Star Wars, uh, The Clone Wars because I've seen those episodes. Uh, Again, not as committed, not as up to date, but definitely... Definitely something I want to look into later on. So you may hear me bring that back up at another point. But the shows, I really wasn't really that interested in. I saw some of the trailers. Not a big Doctor Who guy. I know they're big. I know it's a big deal. I know they're a thing. I'm I'm not into it. Same thing with The Walking Dead. Could never get into The Walking Dead. I have so many friends who are Walking Dead fans who tell me all the time, you got to check the show out. And I checked it because I'm a big zombie guy. Love zombie movies. Uh, Left 4 Dead is obviously my favorite game literally of all time. Big into zombies. Not big on The Walking Dead. Uh, probably because there's not very many zombies in it. But other than that, not, not a big fan. So, uh, Disenchantment did catch my eye a little bit. It's from uh, Matt Groening, the creator of The Simpsons. It's finally something other than Simpsons from Futurama, which is why I'm probably interested. Plus, I heard curse words. And curse words, you, you got me at curse words. So, there were trailers also released for movies. Uh, I'm going to give you the first one to get out of the way because I di- I just don't care. Fantastic Beats. Uh, Beats. <laughs> this is not a Dr. Dre movie. I tell you guys, this is late. It's not a Dr. Dre movie. He's not no part in this that I know of anyway. I will Google it to confirm. But Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. This has the original cast of the first Fantastic Beasts. Beats again. Beasts. Dr. Dre has nothing to do with this. I keep saying Dr. Dre. Does he own the word Beats? I know it's part of. I know it's a headphone, but does he? It's not like a. Does he own the name to that? Does he own the word Beat? Do I have to pay him if I say it again? Beat. I don't know how that works. But yeah, I saw the trailer. Okay, not really big on it. I wasn't really big on the first film. I'm sure I'll be even less into this. Uh, the other movies though. Very into. And two of them are DC films. Now, I'm, I'm going to eat crow on one. And I don't think it's the one you think. But let's get to the other ones. Godzilla, King of Monsters. Uh, looked good. I like it. Big Godzilla guy. Big kaiju guy. Loved all the old movies from back in the day. My grandfather used to fucking kill me with those movies back in the day. I actually hated them when I was a kid. But I think it's because I was forced to watch them so many goddamn times. That and the Bruce Lee movies. I had a really, really black grandpa. 
So he was into all that shit. The Kung Fu movies, the monster movies, Charles Bronson, Western, shoot 'em ups, and yada, 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 yada. So the modern versions are actually clicking with me i didn't have a problem with uh, the kong movie and i actually didn't have much of a problem with the uh, the other remake for godzilla they did the one with brian christ and it was all right but this one looks super good i'm actually really interested in this one it looks really good uh i didn't know who the lady was who starred in the movie my wife did because she watches stranger things so she knew exactly who it was i i've i've seen like one episode of stranger things like one and it was the one where uh, there was some dude coming. Th- you guys are free to comment to make me feel stupid if you'd like. I don't really give a shit, but I, I, I personally think it's funny. It was the episode where, like, some thing was coming through the wall trying to scare the shit out of Winona Ryder. It was like the whole body was coming through. And then, like, didn't. and then But then didn't, right? Like, it went out through. It made this big scary silhouette and then disappeared. And there was Christmas lights and... A bald teenager. I don't know. That show's weird. Which is why I think the title fits. Stranger Things. It's very strange. Uh, so they released uh, uh, their new movie, Godzilla. Glass. Now, Glass is the one that I was super excited about. This is the one that I've been hoping for and waiting for to see. And it did not disappoint. Loved it. Loved everything about it. I hope we get some sort of backstory as to why Uh Bruce Willis's character is locked up with the same people. Like, uh, I guess we got to tease a bit when the psychiatrist was saying that they're being, you know, they're disillusioned. Like, they think they're superheroes and they're really not. I can kind of see some sort of correlation there, but I hope they show us exactly what happened, how they got incarcerated, how they got to where they are, so that we can progress in the story. I. Did not see Split in the movie theaters. My wife did. And she came back and told me that it was actually a pretty decent film. Which made me watch it on TV. And that I caught that ending with Bruce Willis. And I've just been hyped ever since. So I'm super excited about Glass. The other two movies that came out. One of which I'm going to eat crow. The other one, I, I don't think I have to eat any crow. I think it's, it's, I think it's literally as bad <laughs> as I said it would be. Uh, the one that I'm going to eat crow with, I think, is Aquaman. And the reason for that is that, that trailer looked awesome. I know it was very CGI heavy. I know there were a lot of people complaining about the fact that it was uh, uh, bright and shiny and it's so different from what DC has been about. The other half is going to say thank God because the dark and dreary bullshit is, has run its course with some DC fans. Again, I am a Marvel guy. And I had no hope for Aquaman because it's Aquaman. And I know people say, well, it's a different Aquaman. You know, Jason Momoa. I'm not a big Jason Momoa guy. All right. He's got a very unique look. Good for him. I don't really don't think he's the best of actors. But I did I did dig him in Justice League as Aquaman. So I said, okay, I'll give the I'll give the single, the solo outing a try. And so far, so good. It was a good trailer. I liked it. I'm excited to possibly get a chance to see it i don't know when i will ever get a chance to see it since i don't go to movies anymore because i'm always stuck in the goddamn house but um but that was aquaman i feel like i'm gonna eat crow with aquaman i do not feel at all like i'll be eating crow for shazam shazam looked like shits okay shits it was the shits is what i'm trying to is what i'm trying to get at here I hated that fucking trailer. 
I hated everything about the goddamn trailer. Now, I am familiar with the character. I am familiar with the origin, and I am familiar with the story. From what I understand, they were very accurate. So I'll give them that. And the outfit apparently looks very legit to the B-52 series, not so much the original where apparently he had a sash in the original and he's wearing an actual belt here, which is very reminiscent of the, of the B-52 series. So uh, they did a very good job casting-wise, I guess. Not casting. Actually, the other way. Uh, aesthetically pleasing. We'll put it like that. It looks good. It looks good. We will see if it is good because check, check, Chuck Levy as uh, as Shazam with the fake muscles and uh, and just the old American boy look. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. The whole premise of this is that he's he's got these powers, but he's still a kid, right? So. He's going to be doing all these kid-like activities. And they were doing it in the trailer where he was charging cell phones with his powers. And I'm like, Shazam is charging cell phones. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. All right. I don't know. It did grab me. I didn't dig it. I, 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 it's funny. I walked away from Aquaman saying, man, that looks good. I did not walk away from Shazam thinking that. And that big, bright-ass lightning bolt. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Now, I know it's all, again, I mean, the real Shazam, the real Shazam. The Shazam from the comic book has everything that they had, and it's accurate. But Jesus Christ, it just, it did not, I'm sorry, it just didn't look good. I'm not big on, on, on the Shazam trailer. Sorry. I have to take myself to task right now, because I was thinking about this earlier today before I started recording. Because I was uh, I was going over some stuff and trying to figure out all the different topics, all the different directions I was going to go in here. And I noticed something about my notes. Started looking back at my notes at different days and different episodes. And I'm looking through and I'm looking through and I'm looking through. And I said, you know what? I am guilty. I'm guilty as charged. I'm just as guilty as the WWE. I'm just as guilty as most, uh, um, most fans right now. Actually, when you think about it, when you really put your mind to it. Okay, I'm just as guilty as just about anybody else for this crime. I am committing a crime here. I have not done a whole lot of talking about the fact that AJ Styles is still the WWE champion. Now, I hope that's not taken as a negative. I think actually it should be taken as the ultimate positive because what happens here is that AJ Styles has been the WWE champion since November. Now, I think part of me eliminates that from my brain because of something that I've been trying to block out. I really have. You see, because he, he won the championship in November. And when I say one, I use the term very loosely because you don't really win in these situations. You just kind of survive. Of course, he won the WWE Championship from one of the greatest WWE champions of all time. J. 
Jinder Mahal once again giving back to the WWE Universe, giving back to the fans, as humble a guy as he is, and allowing AJ Styles to still be the WWE Champion today after, after quote, air quotes here, after, after Jinder air quotes lost to AJ Styles. Look at that match again, I defy you to find me a situation where AJ should not have been disqualified, but whatever. And AJ Styles has been the WWE champion ever since. He's been that's been since November. We are now in uh, the end of July here. We're going to be vastly approaching August. That is a that's a ten month run. And in those ten months, he's had match after match after match of either good to great to just ridiculously awesome uh, quality. And I think, and this is a lot of the problem I think we, we used to have about him in TNA because he's just so consistently good that sometimes, as good as he is, it's sometimes very easy to forget because <laughs> you take it for granted how great a performer he is. I'm going to take, take you back into the time machine for a second because we're in 2018, Okay. And if memory serves correct, it was about 10 years ago, I'll say. If not 10, no, actually it wasn't 10, it was 9, because it was in 2009. I remember having this conversation in 2009. And a buddy of mine, we were sitting in my house, actually more than one buddy, it was a few buddies. We were watching a pay-per-view in my house, a WWE pay-per-view. And I don't know how, and I don't know how deep into the alcohol I was, but it was finally talked about. But the conversation of a top five came up. This is in 2009. And by top five, I mean, who are your top five favorite wrestlers of all time? Remember the criteria. It's your favorite wrestlers. It's not a top five of who you think is the best wrestlers of all time or the best talkers or whatever the fuck. Your personal favorite, your top five. And, I, you know, we're on episode 44. I don't think I've ever given this list before. But I'll do it now because it's pertinent to the conversation. So when it came to me and they said, okay, who's your top five? Who's the top five guys that are your favorite all time can never be replaced? So my list in no particular order was Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mick Foley, and AJ Styles. Those are the five that I said in 2009. Now, for those of you who aren't keeping track of people's careers, in 2009, AJ was in TNA. And was in 2009, he was kind of floating. He wasn't really doing a whole lot in 2009. So when I said that top five, I was looked at with the biggest set of eyeballs in the world by everyone in the room. And they kept telling me, surely you're not saying that AJ Styles is uh, one of the best wrestlers of all time. I said, well, the criteria was favorite. And he's one of my favorites of all time. And as the conversation ensued, I started getting a little bit more confident in the idea that I actually do think he is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And that was in 2009. Now, I looked. I was looked at like a fucking moron then. So we fast forward nine years. Those same people who were in that conversation don't feel the same way. 
clearly. Those people are now saying, yeah, he actually might be one of the greatest of all time. Now, he's got way more accolades now than he did nine years ago, so it's a much better argument. But I knew it then, and my wife knew it then, and I had close personal friends who knew it then, and I wasn't even in the... I wasn't even doing much in the business in 2009, so it wasn't like a locker room thing where it's like respect, you know, because AJ has a lot of respect amongst the locker room. You know, a lot of people uh, uh, respect him and, and put him on a higher pedestal sometimes than I feel like even AJ himself would put him on, but I do believe he's one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, and I think now in this current rendition of him, you know, the P1 guy, walking around with the belt, 10 months, I said last week that they were using him as kind of a scapegoat to help through the whole Brock Lesnar universal title situation, but that's a credit to him, and that shouldn't be an insult. You know, he's not really being a placeholder. Yeah, he hasn't had many main events as the WWE champion, but he's had quality feuds. He's had quality matches. He's done a, a great job as WWE champion, and I just want to take the time to acknowledge that because I don't really think that I've taken the time uh, to acknowledge that this entire time. And now as of tonight, he will be facing against an old foe, a guy who kicked his ass pretty good in 2009. As a matter of fact, old TNA, old Ring of Honor running mate, Samoa Joe. Now, I started thinking again. And when I start thinking, man, things happen. But I started thinking. I remember AJ Styles feuding with Samoa Joe over the TNA World Championship. When both had it, when Joe had it and when AJ had it. I remember Ring of Honor. Samoa Joe had the Ring of Honor World Championship and would defend it against AJ Styles. Of course, dominating. Joe would Joe would never lose the belt to AJ Styles. Uh, I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm saying he would go on in his Ring of Honor career to never lose to AJ Styles for the Ring of Honor Championship. And now they're competing against each other for the WWE Championship. That's a feud. <laughs> That's a feud. And with all this newfound information and with all this new stuff going through the WWE, I hope they take the time to tell that story uh, about these two guys and, and really build it up. And I know Brooklyn's going to enjoy it. And I'm sure AJ and Samoa Joe saw that main event at TakeOver and said, all right, hold my beer, brother. Watch this. We're going we're gonna to put on a WWE Championship Classic here. So AJ Styles uh, is, a, is somebody that I've worked with. If you, heard, if you head over to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com backslash AJ Orsini 96 host. You will see I've got two videos up with me and AJ. I've worked with him multiple times. And uh, it's really good to see him and be so successful. It really is. It, it warms my heart greatly. Uh, the, the two times that I worked with him, he was the IWGP heavyweight champion. So thanks to him, I was able to literally hold in my hand one of the greatest and most prestigious prestigious championships in wrestling i know i'm not a new japan guy and i know i've said that before in the past but i will also said every single time that i say i'm not a new japan guy i'm not that big of a fan of the product i still always say that they're at least i know they're at least number two in the world right now behind just behind the wwe and they are one of the most prestigious uh, companies of all time and i do have a huge respect for new japan and what they do and what they provide to the business. And to hold that championship on my hand on more than one occasion is pretty dope. <laughs> I've also held the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships in my hands, thanks to the Young Bucks from the times that I worked with them. 
So I, I know a little something about the uh, the inner workings of the New Japan Championships. So congrats uh, to AJ Styles thus far, and uh, I hope they kill it uh, at SummerSlam. Hey guys, this is Orsini, and I want to talk to you guys about Buckley Body Solutions. It's an online personal training service based on your current fitness level, your needs, and whatever gains you wish to attain. How does this work? I will tell you how this works. Monthly programs, three workouts per week created specifically for you. They utilize detailed charts, photos, and even video demonstrations of each exercise. They communicate with you through text, email. This thing is completely off the hook. I love it. I, it this eliminated a lot of time, me trying to find time to go to the gym. This is a great, great service. All you have to do is go to BuckleyBodySolutions.com or email the main man himself, Michael Buckley, by emailing Michael at BuckleyBodySolutions.com. If you act now, thanks to this show, you can get 20% off your first month. That's a discount, brother. All you need to do is type in the promo code Orsini, O-R-S-I-N-I, at BuckleyBodySolutions.com. All right, folks, we're going to end this whole thing with our newest segment. Our newest segment, of course, we're going to call it our top news story of the evening. And now back to Action News 5. Our top story tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. This is the top news story. This is the one main thing I want to talk about. You already know what it's going to be. It's the top news story in all of pro wrestling right now. It's what everyone's talking about. It's all the buzz. It's all the rage. I've been arguing about it for days on, on the social media, on, on the face of books or the book of faces, as, uh, as Matt Hardy would call it. I've been arguing back and forth. Not all of it's arguing. Most of it's just, as, as usual, what I do, discussion, conversation, talk. I don't really do a whole lot of arguing. Or at least I try not to. I go back and forth with people, and I it's whatever. Uh, I'll block you, by the way. Like I've I've had people not like I can go back and forth with people for like several hours on a topic, and at the end of it, it's just like whatever. You dap up and you leave. But some people's like, "What are you a fucking idiot?" No, block. <laughs> if you can't carry a fucking conversation like a grown fucking adult, then that's uh. That's the short end of that. But, of course, the top news story, the one that everyone's talking about, WWE has made the announcement. And when I say WWE, I do really mean the figureheads themselves. Vince McMahon himself, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, were in the ring this past Monday. And they uh, brought up the whole roster. More importantly, separated the women from the men. Ran down the accomplishments of all of the women during this revolution, which are astronomical. When you really sit down and think about all the things they've done, uh, since this women's revolution, it really is out of this world. I grew up a WWE fan. I have literally been watching since the 80s. We're talking about close uh, to just over, I should say, 30 years of watching professional wrestling and watching the WWE. And I can promise you, I never thought I would see the women doing nearly maybe a fifth of what they're doing now. And that's just being generous because that's just the way that it's always been. Women were the attraction. You know, women's matches were an attraction. Women as valets were like a very special deal, even to the point where the women wouldn't get to work all the time. You know, if you were the manager of this professor, uh, professor, 
professional wrestler on TV. That doesn't necessarily mean that you were their manager on the road and they paid you these random dates and you had to wear these outfits and you had to play the part. I mean, we spent years and almost a whole generation of uh, jello matches and pudding matches and Playboy pillow fights and bra and panties and uh, paddle on a pole and all kinds of stupid shit. And that's not even started with the diva era. My God. Dear God. It was a PG version of the women's decision. Women's decision. I'm telling you, it was a long fucking night. The women's division. Without any of the goddamn talent. So, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Stephanie, in the middle of the ring, made the announcement that for the first time ever, the WWE will be having its first ever all-women's pay-per-view. And it will be going down October 28th. Right here in my backyard, Nassau Coliseum, Uniondale, New York, out in Long Island. I have seen many shows in that building in the past. As a matter of fact, I've been part of history in that building, SummerSlam 2002. Uh, dope show here in, uh, in Long Island, uh, Fatal 4-Way. There was only one Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view with the history of the WWE. It was in that building. I was there. My brother was also there, and he was very pissed off that Rey Mysterio won the championship. But I'll let him tell that story. We're still planning on getting the brother, brother O, on uh, on the show. Oh, that's gonna be his name, Brother O. How about that? I got a name for him already. I can't wait to tell him when I see his ass. But uh, but absolutely. So that's the situation with that. So that uh, they're doing an all women's pay per view. It's gonna be in Long Island, and. The women are all on stage ecstatic, and, and the guys are, are very happy for them. You can see notable noticeable faces of pride on the guys. They were very, very happy for their female counterparts. It's like a family, you know? Like, after a while, you're on the road, and, you know, they become brothers and sisters, man. You want to see your sister do good. And I think a lot of them were happy. Me, personally, as soon as I heard the news, uh, I was stunned. I'm going to be honest with you, I was stunned. There were rumors about a women's tag division and all kinds of stuff, which would have been equally epic, but to have their own show on the WWE, that's huge, and, and I'm super excited. I am a father, but I am I have a son. I, I'm not, I don't have a daughter, but at the same time, I know that if I had a daughter, this would be a very big deal, I think, for her and, and for... Uh, for women everywhere, I think at this point for this for this chance for this chance to prove what's up. Now here's the deal with this: it it's it's going to be a hit or miss situation. You there's a large window of failure here, uh, larger than ever before. You're really opening up a can of worms here. Now hear me out. I'm for this show. As a matter of fact, like I said, it's in my backyard. I'm fully intended being at the show. I haven't been to a WWE event in literally years. Uh, I stopped going a while ago for obvious reasons. Um, the price for entertainment ratio was not good. Um, I've been to a thousand of these things, literally, probably literally a thousand of these things. So I choose my pay-per-views wisely. First of all, no house shows. Secondly, I don't even do Raw SmackDown anymore. And I don't even do random pay-per-views. Like if Extreme Rules came to my fucking house or came to Brooklyn, I would not go. I only go to the big four. Rumble, Slam, Survivor, WrestleMania. That's it. Those are really the only pay-per-views. I may go if I get an opportunity, and I almost got one recently, uh, 
if I get a chance, I would love to do Money in the Bank live. Other than that, uh, I'm very selective. I'm going to this show. I want to say that I was there. I want to see it for myself. And when you have uh, when you have women do first, there's a lot of pressure already in the situation. There's already pressure, you know. So when you had the first Money in the Bank ladder match, when you had the first Hell in a Cell, when you had the first Elimination Chamber, there's a lot of pressure on that. But the the thing is, though, it's it's one match. It's one match. Yes, it can go wrong. Even the Rumble was like a 60-minute match, right? A lot of things can go wrong, but it's one match. There's a lot of other stuff wrapped around that one match that can either buffer or even help your situation. When you're the whole show, when you're the whole three hours, when... when and all the pay-per-views thus far have been, uh, lead, uh, recently have been four hours. I'm hearing three for this one, which is fine. That's fine. It's plenty of time. But you're the whole show now, which means, which means now we have to, to book it top to bottom like we would in a regular show, which means all of you are going to work. So there's some room for error here. This is a, hu- a huge, what was it the other guy said? Huge. Well, the why this is a huge opportunity here because it's high risk of failure, but very sweet success spot. If you can pull off the three hours and give everybody a very, very entertaining show, I promise you it won't be the last time because that's what the WWE does. They find a concept that they really like and they burn it into the ground. And we'll see how the WWE handles this. I'm looking forward to it. I think they're going to do a good job. Thus far, just to keep you guys on your toes, they announced several things within their announcement. Primary of which, I think this is the biggest part of the whole thing. It said it would involve women from both past, present, and future. Now, present is obvious. The current WWE main roster. We're on SmackDown. Future is obvious. They already said they're going to be incorporating NXT women, NXT UK talent as well. So you can expect the Tony Storms of the world to be there. Shayna Baszler, the NXT women's champion, depending on how her stint in Brooklyn goes, she could be defending the championship there, which is the next part. Raw, SmackDown, and NXT championships will be on the line, and they'll be doing the finals to the Mae Young Classic also on this show. So that's four right there off the top. Raw women's title, SmackDown women's title, NXT women's title, and the finals of the Mae Young. That's four matches right there off the top guaranteed to be great. Guaranteed. Depending on what the booking is and who's the number one contenders to these matchups, it's, it's already looking strong. Past. That was a key phrase. Past. Past performers as well. That could mean a long list of things. Here's my concern. Not too many of them. Don't do too many of them. And whoever you do bring in, better be doing jobs. We got to push toward the future here. It'd be nice. It's the first all-women's pay-per-view, so I expect all the big names, most of which you saw at the Royal Rumble, come back at a match capacity. I don't want Another thing I don't want to see, I don't want to see a battle royal. I really don't want to see a battle royal. Treat this like a fucking pay-per-view. 
truth is like the real deal. Okay? And who headlines? Oh. Who headlines? That's going to be a tough decision. But this is all the fun stuff. You know, sitting here, fantasy booking and whatnot. You know, we were throwing ideas around earlier. You, you know, I'm not going to sit here and play fantasy booker. Uh, maybe another time. I don't really have time for this. But one match that I thought would be very interesting and, and almost necessary for this show. I really thought something that the show would really need. Because I think a lot of people were upset for no reason. We're going to get into the upset people, mostly guys. But we're going to get into the upset people for a second. But a lot of the reason why the people are upset is because they don't feel the action will be up to par. The women can't perform the same way that the men do, and it's going to be a drop in match quality. So I thought to myself, why couldn't we book a match where we're almost guaranteeing that the match quality would be really, really good? I thought an interesting matchup would be Asuka and Kairi Sane. Now, I know they're two different brands, whatever, but, I mean, we're all, from what I understand, we're all hands on deck, are we not? So, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to start doing these dream matches together. So, there's a lot of different directions that that can go. I will be touching on that again um, with some things that I have going on coming up with guests. I have a lot of guests coming up in the next few weeks. I didn't want to end on a sour note, and I won't, but I want to bring it up. Uh, this is not a segment. This is just five. I have a five list, okay? Five reasons people are mad. I have a five list. There's no segment. There's no music for this. I, I shouldn't even be doing this because it's just ridiculous, and, and I shouldn't even have to address this, but I'm going to, and then I'm going to end it on some positive shit, but I have to mention this because it's weird. AJ Styles said it best. As soon as Stephanie McMahon made the announcement, all he could think about was his little girl. There shouldn't be a fucking reason at all. There should be no reason at all why anybody should be fucking mad that the women are getting a pay-per-view all to themselves. And some people are making arguments against themselves. That's how ridiculous people are being. Well, they're saying their reasoning alone. Their reasoning alone is is reason to go in the other direction, to not be mad, to be happy about this situation, okay? So I picked five because I, I saw so many people so upset. I'm, I mean, as Raw was going on, I saw this, this visceral anger coming from people. So I just wanted to address it real quick, okay? First and foremost, and we're going to go through five of them, and I'm not going to go all day. I'm just going to mention them, and then I'm going to shit on them because they deserve to be shit on. Shimmer and Impact did it first was a big one. Shimmer does it all the time. Impact did a knockout pay-per-view five years ago. Right. Those are all, yes, those are facts. It's also reason, in my opinion, why you should be happy, not mad. That's one of the ones where I'm like, you're kind of making an argument against yourself. Shimmer is a niche company. They don't do all women's pay-per-views. They do all women everything. They're an entire promotion of women, uh, and, and women's pretty much the focal point of the talent of that of that company. By the way, if you want to show support towards Shimmer, because a lot of the WWE superstars right now, the female superstars, have all gone through Shimmer in some way, shape, or form and all honed their craft there. It's, a, it's not a developmental, but at the same time, it's a, a very good promotion. 
uh, who's an all-in promotion, as I mentioned. You can find out more about them by going to shimmer, shimmerwrestling.com and find local shows. From what I understand, after the event was named uh, on October 28th, Evolution, once that show was official, Shimmer is now in talks about doing something in the New York area that weekend as well. I think everyone should, to be honest with you. If you're an all-women company, I think there's others like Rise. There's there's other companies out there that focus heavily on women. All of you should be in New York that weekend. We should really make this an all-women's weekend. That would be dope. I think everyone should do that, and I think everyone should go out and support. Impact did it as well. Impact took it a step further. Shimmer has a championship and tag team championship and all kinds of belts, but that's what every company has. Impact was the first live television you know, weekly broadcasted network, yada, yada, yada. I mean, big company with uh, the Knockouts Championship and the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. And I think people like to romanticize, okay? Yes, TNA and Impact, they did it first, but it wasn't exactly the greatest situation, the tag team titles. There weren't many teams. Uh, they, they thought they had the roster for it, and it didn't really work out so well. Uh, side note, WWE currently has a former knockout tag team champion on their roster, and that's Zelina Vega. When she was with, when she was Rosita in TNA, Sarita and Rosita, a former uh, TNA tag, uh, excuse me, TNA knockout tag team champions. Shimmer and Impact doing it first should not deter you from being happy about the fact that the WWE is doing it. You should be proud of that fact. Shimmer and Impact opened the door for this to happen. And no disrespect to those two companies, but I think more people heard the announcement on Monday than ever watched the actual shows. The Raw Raw draws above a two at least every week. That's two million people. You're telling me two million people watched Impact to see the Knockouts show? No. Same thing with Shimmer. This is an opportunity for Shimmer. As a matter of fact, this is an opportunity for Shimmer and Impact to get something off the top here. To get a little something for themselves with the WWE doing this show. Because I know for a fact there are wrestling fans who do who do not watch Shimmer and didn't give a shit about the knockouts in TNA. But they're gonna watch this show and perhaps that piques their curiosity. Where I see these guys, or these ladies, I should say, doing their thing. Maybe I should check it out. This is a good thing, guys. A good thing. The second one, no one wants to see this. Fuck you. Of course people want to see this. I just fucking told you at the beginning of this, I'm buying a ticket. I haven't gone in years. All right? I haven't gone in years. Matter of fact, I think SummerSlam 14, 2014, was the last show I went to for the WWE because it was in Barclay. I remember doing the double. I went to NXT TakeOver and I went to uh, SummerSlam. The next day. And you know what the best match of that weekend was? The ladies. That was the night that Bailey and Sasha went crazy and uh, did that dope-ass match. One of the greatest professional wrestling matches I've ever seen. Sex or gender be damned. I was in the building for Bailey and Sasha. That was one of the fucking greatest matches I've ever witnessed in my life. And now they're going to get a new pay-per-view. So how about that? No one wants to see this. That's a crock of shit. You don't want to see this. More of that self-important shit that I mentioned last week. So I'm not going to go back into that. I just wanted to bring it up because it's a pile of shit. And I want people who say this to know that it's a pile of shit. Three, it's being, they're repaying the women for Saudi Arabia. 
Let me explain to you why that's bullshit. Because they already paid. There's no need to repay. There's no need to repay. They were already paid. All the women in the Divas got paid for not doing, being on that show and not going. Now, I know you're saying, well, it's not about the money. It's about the opportunity. But here's the deal. That's not the first time women have been su- uh, snubbed from Saudi Arabia. WWE has been in that area, not just Saudi Arabia, but Kuwait and all these different places in the Middle East where they don't allow women. And by the way, for the record, we've broken that wall down as well because Sasha and Alexa Bliss had a women's championship match over there. So this has nothing to do with repayment. That's a done and dead issue until next year when it comes back up again. So don't tell me it's a reward for Saudi Arabia because that's garbage. It's garbage. There's one day. WWE superstars work, if not over, at about 300 days out of the year. They missed one fucking day in Saudi Arabia. That is not a reason to dedicate an entire pay-per-view just to them. Because they couldn't fly to her show and work. That makes no sense. Number three. This is a PR stunt. Yes, it is. It is very much a PR stunt. Congratulations, you were ahead of the curb. You have figured out that an entertainment company needs good PR. Why is this a shock to people? Of course it is. You're sitting there saying, well, it's not authentic. Well, I got bad news for you. There's not a whole lot of authentic things in the world. Take what you can get. It's like if doctors, (laughs) it would be like if doctors found the cure for cancer. But they told everybody on The Tonight Show rather than a medical journal, right? Instead of posting it in the medical journal, they went on fucking Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Oh, by the way, Jimmy, (laughs) we found the cure for cancer. Would you think that they were doing it, that they announced it in that way to generate some sort of interest or buzz? Of course. Everything's a fucking PR stunt. Stone Cold in the Zamboni was a PR stunt. The beer truck was a beer stunt. Katie Vick was a PR stunt. That's what they do. They try to generate good public relations. They're a multi-billion dollar company. Adoy. Duh. You're not surprising anybody with this information. It's supposed to be. And for those of you saying, well, it's happening in October. It's National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. That's why they're doing it. We're going to do the pink ropes and the pink ribbons. And that's why they have the all-women's pay-per-view in October. Yes, that would be why. To me, that makes a little fucking sense, doesn't it? National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, all-women's pay-per-view, kind of fucking fits, does it not? I don't know why people say good things in negative tones and make it sound like it's supposed to be bad. They're just doing it because of the Breast Cancer Awareness Week. Okay. (laughs) What the fuck is the problem with that? What? So now we have to take the pay-per-view less serious because it lands on on October? Because it lands on National Breast Cancer Awareness Month? That's It's stupid logic. It doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. And, of course, the last... And the most disturbing and the most angering, and I'm going to try to keep my cool here because I want to, I want positivity here. But they don't deserve it, which, is the, which was the biggest fucking one. They don't deserve it. Seriously. Seriously. Don't be that fan. Okay? Uh, this is me making a plea to the average everyday person. Don't be that fan. 
okay? That annoying fucking you know, sitting in his desk chair, fucking Monday morning quarterback bullshit. You know, they don't deserve it. Who the fuck are you to tell somebody else what they do and don't deserve? These women ride the same miles as the guy. They eat the same foods as the guy. They train the same amount of time as the guy. They go through the same amount of business meetings as the guys. They go through all the scripts like the guys. They go through all the training at the PC like the guys. They do everything the guys are supposed to do, but yet the guys can go on pay-per-view and people say they deserve it, and the women get a pay-per-view when people say they don't. It's bullshit. Of course these fucking women deserve it. Of course they fucking deserve it. All the shit they got to put up with every fucking day. Like, for instance, dealing with shit like this, having to answer questions like this. They fucking deserve it tenfold. The fa- I'll take it the other way and an extra mile. They should have had this shit a long time ago. If at best, three years ago. Three years ago, it would have worked. Even if you don't want to do it three years ago, right? Even if you don't want to do it three, three, three years ago. Last year, in Orlando, Florida, WrestleMania, right? That kind of season. Big stage. You could have did something then, but around that year. And that was just last year. This is long overdue, guys. Long overdue. And they could very well fall on their face. They could very well fall on their face. But they could also rise to the top here and prove all what they've been saying all along, that they belong, that they should be taken fairly, they should be taken equal to everybody else. The days of piss breaks and, 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 and diva stopwatches, as certain people do, and 30-second matches, to their own admission, to their own admission, 30-second matches. Jesus Christ. It's about time. So I wish them the best of luck. And I hope they go all the way out with this. We were talking about this also. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this with other people as we get closer. Obviously, when I have guests, I'm sure it'll come up again. But I just wanted to get my feelings out about it so it's out there for everyone to know. And it's on the show and it's on record. But one of the things I think I'm going to end it with this is a small little detail that they should do to really cement this. And I don't know who it would be. Maybe we can talk about that and get some names out there at another time. But, yeah, all women's pay-per-view, I really do believe, should literally be all women's pay-per-view. So not only the performers, but JoJo should be, like, the only ring announcer. I think, personally, I think, and I've been trying to get this done for a while now on the indie level, all-female commentating. I think the women should call it. I think the women should announce it. I think the women should perform it. I think you have to go all the way. There's a few uh, um, on the indie scene. I know they have one. But if you can get all female refs, I mean, I, I think you should go all the way with this. Showcase that because the, the tagline is, is that women can do anything. So show the evidence that women can do anything and they can do anything on this show. So congratulations to all of the WWE superstars. Congratulations to to all women's wrestlers at this point. Because now, I mean, we're now we're talking about some serious business. And speaking of which on this theme, next week I might just have a very very special surprise. I'm going to announce it over the weekend when it's official. Uh 
but I have a special guest that I want to bring in in light of this news. And if possible, I should be having uh, a women's champion on the show next week. If everything goes well and everything goes right and I can get this interview done, uh, it's going to be a really good one and a really great one. And in spirit of everything that's happening, I felt it was appropriate that I have my very first female women's wrestler one-on-one interview i've never done a one-on-one one i had ivy roman but she's a part of a group i had other guys there this would be the first one-on-one interview with a, a women's wrestler and what a time to do it i asked her earlier on monday to be a part of the show she agreed um we're just finalizing a time and then later that day they announced women's pay-per-view it's just perfection so same time next week guys Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. And, of course, thank you for enjoying. Buy the shirt. Please support the show. Bye. AJ Orsini here, and I am your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and I have been doing this podcast thing for just a few months, but I've already got thousands of downloads. I've got 11 countries listening to me. I've never really done a whole lot with sponsors because I just didn't have the audience, but the squad of O is strong and ready to go. So if you're willing to do business and you want to talk sponsorship, all you got to do is hit me up on all my social media listed below or just email me directly at AJ Orsini. 96 host at gmail.com and you can get your product you can get your business i don't care what it is hit me up let's talk and let's get your information out to the squad of o today anybody house listen to my daddy's soul or she needs an extra line